Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Matt Dotre. I'm the government reporter for the AJ, here for kind of a new thing. Um, I sit down and talk with uh, candidates for stories, and I figured this year we'll upload them so people can listen to them in full. Um, I don't really have a name for this. Maybe at some point I will, but we'll be uploading interviews every once in a while. My goal is uh, every Friday leading up to the uh, Democrat and Republican March primaries. So we're starting with the race for county commissioner in precinct two. Uh, Jason Corley is challenging three-term incumbent Mark Heinrich in the Republican primary. Um, I'll be... Uh, er, uh, I spoke with Mark earlier this week, and uh, right now we are with Jason Corley. Jason, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me on. How's everything going? Oh, going good. Can't complain. Yeah, I'm glad. Campaign's growing, going great. Yeah, I'm glad politics didn't scare you away after no, 2016. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I got bit by the bug, so. There you go. A little bit end. different race, more right. of a local race, which is good. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Running for county commissioner for Precinct 2 for Lubbock County. Okay, very good. And how's the campaign going? You, you seem uh, it's busy. It's going great. Uh, yeah, extremely busy. Um, I've personally knocked on about 1,900 doors so far. Um we're going to start with our volunteers this Saturday, so uh, we expect to knock another 4,000 doors. So. Very good. Very yep, good. It's going to be a uh, – should try to talk to everybody in the precinct, basically. <laughs> uh, talk a bit about the feedback you're getting, what you're hearing from folks. Uh, very positive. Um, our, you know, most people are – well, if you live out in the county, you're tired of the, uh, the road conditions on our rural roads. Uh, if you live inside the city limits, uh, you're not happy about the, uh, the pay – well, you're not happy about the, uh, the property taxes. And if you live anywhere in the county, uh, you're certainly not happy about the pay raises. Yeah, let's go through. Let's oh, yeah, go yeah. through. So these. let's go so, through all of those. Um, um, so talk about roads, um, kind of what you're hearing and what you're hoping to potentially do. Well, as far as our roads are concerned, uh, the way that it's supposed to work is the county divides. Uh, they divide up the taxes that they're going to. Excuse me, the money they're going to spend on roads is divided four ways for each precinct. Our county commissioners have gone in together to do centralized road planning. Uh, that hasn't worked out for Precinct 2. We've kind of gotten the short end of the stick. Uh, our commissioners are spending most of the time and money uh, paving uh, paved county roads over on the other side of the county, whereas our rural roads are getting in pretty bad, sh pretty bad shape. Yeah, I mean, so that would take, I'm, I'm assuming, a majority of vote from the county commissioners. Do you think there would be support for that kind of thing? I've heard... Um, I know Bubba Cedeno mm -hmm. used to talk about that a lot. I, I mm -hmm. guess I'm not really sure what Gilbert says now but you would of course need a majority. I, I wouldn't know where Gilbert sat on that one but I here's what I can tell you Bubba was right uh, yeah his precinct was getting shorted also um, I will be doing the same thing Bubba did uh, it is voluntary to be part of that centralized road maintenance so I will be pulling uh, precinct two out of it and we will just take care of our own we'll handle our own roads if you have a problem with a rural road you'll call me on my cell phone and I will get crews dispatched out there to get it taken care of okay I mean, do you think Will you have kind of the, the machinery and the staff to do that kind of Oh, thing? definitely. Yes, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bill McKay's precinct, they sold their county barn years ago, so he would be in a pinch if he tried to do this. Precinct 2, we still have our barn. It's right there in Slayton. Majority of our rural roads are going to be north and south of Slayton. So, uh, you know, it's it's centrally located. It was done right, and it's still there. We get, we get our own equipment. We get our own employees, and, uh, yeah, we'll take care of our own roads. Yeah. Uh, talk about bigger projects. I know Woodrow Road. Okay, Woodrow Road. Um, putting it nicely, Woodrow Road is a death trap uh, for high school kids. <laughs> yeah, nicely. It, well, you know, I mean, that's the 
yeah, no, no better way to say it. Uh, so I graduated from Lovett Cooper in 2001, and Woodrow Road was bad back then. Now uh, Woodrow Road, you know, you know, you've seen how much Cooper's grown. That whole area is growing like crazy. Tons of kids that transfer out there and come from uh, you know all over, and they're all driving out there to the high school. Well, now you've got six-lane traffic on a two-lane road. Uh, you know, Woodrow Road should have gotten taken care of years ago. Uh, old county commissioners used to make the excuse that, well, we don't own the bar ditches, so we can't widen that road. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the thing with that. Uh, they would, they're right. They would have to buy the land from the landowners. Actually, most of the landowners out there would give them the, the land just to get that road widened because they're having to drive down it. And like I said, you've got six-lane traffic. Only 50% of the drivers um, have been on, are been on the road anywhere from six days to two years tops you know they're between 16 and 18 years old so you know you know that just uh, just adds gasoline to the fire uh, as far as the budget's concerned on that uh let's see patty jones was on the radio not too long ago came out and said well we're looking at about 30 million dollars to fix that road well here's my gripe with that two years ago uh, i believe it was about two years ago charles perry went before our county commissioners told told him said y'all need to get this problem solved uh charles's kids went to school at cooper also so he's well aware he's as well aware of the problem as bill mckay is um came to him and said look here's what we can do the state's got a program you know the county can't afford to fix a road like that you've got a lot of traffic the, the state of texas will take that road over and what will happen is that and you know the state of texas would have came in fixed woodrow road the way it needed to be uh excuse me what <coughs> would have fixed that road the way it needed to be. Then uh, Lubbock County would be responsible for the maintenance of an equal number of miles of road of state highway. I don't know a whole lot about roads, but I can tell you this much. They're cheaper to fix than they are to build. Yeah. So we would have came out, we would have came out ahead on that. Uh, but they didn't do it in time. The state looked at it and said, well, not our problem. The city of Lubbock will be grown out there probably within the next two or three years, and you know we'll let the city handle it. Well, that gives us two or three years to where we could have a serious problem here. You know, we've got a lot, still got a lot of kids going up and down that road, and there's a lot of kids that have been killed uh, going up and down that road or seriously injured. Uh, I can think of two off the top of my head that I went to high school with. That would have happened about 2002, 2003. Okay. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. But I mean, the situation we're in now is that it's the county's problem, right? Yep, I mean, the city's the not problem. doing anything, the state's and not doing anything. We need to pony up and get it taken care of. Um, Patty Jones, I believe, she was getting her numbers from TxDOT. Well, TxDOT's probably does their project a little bit different than the county might do it. Okay. Um, I think they might spend a bit more money than what we would absolutely have to. So what I would be willing to do is to get some civil engineering firms to come in. Let's entertain a couple of bids. Uh, don't take the lowest bid. Take a middle bid. Uh, you just get better quality that yeah. way, and you don't wind up getting overcharged later when you take a, take a lower bid. Uh, we need to get something done, and if we've got to pony up and pay for it, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I mean, either we can pony up, pony up, pay for it, or we can start going to high school kids' funerals. I mean, whatever you want to do. And I don't think there's anything you can pay as you go, so it would require bonds, I would imagine. Uh, do you think that needs to go to a vote, or do you think this if, is something? If we went the bond route, then um, then that would need to go to a vote. That would need to get put before county voters. Um, anytime you're going to spend, uh, you know, you're, you're, if you're going to spend your constituents' money and a big chunk of it that's beyond normal maintenance of the county, yeah. you need to let people vote on that. Lubbock County voters, we're not stupid. If we need something, we'll pay for it. You know, we're not a, you know, we're we're not opposed to that. Uh, look at the county jail. You know, uh, the old one was built in '32. Everybody looked at that and said, eh, "Okay, we got all the good out of that one. It's time to build a new one." So we built a new facility uh, that passed by eighty with eighty uh, percent approval. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit different ball game. I mean that. Mm -hmm. 
that's countywide. That's kind of a countywide right. project. Woodrow Road is, is sort well, of well. That's a true. And chunk. the area we'd be talking about for Woodrow Road would re, re, uh, that would only be in Bill McKay's precinct. Yeah. Uh, I believe precinct one. So that would only be there. But uh, here's the thing. You yeah, know, you'd have to convince all my parents all the live over voters. there. I drive yeah. up and down that road. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in precinct two that yeah. drive up and down it. Yeah. Precinct three people come. If you drive across the county for any reason, eventually you're going to wind up going down that road. And, Hopefully it's not in the hours of uh, 8 in the morning or 3 o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, any anything else you're kind of championing, championing with roads, maybe manpower? Uh, okay, so on, on the roads, what we need to do right off the bat, we need to go ahead and have a road study done, get a civil engineering firm to come in. Let's do a study of all of our roads, uh, get, you know, get something concrete for, for uh, where the majority of our traffic is, uh, figure out how much money we need to spend and where we need to spend that road. But let's get an engineer involved in this, unlike the, uh, uh, what was it, the Fort, uh, County Road 1440 debacle a while back, okay. two or three years ago. Okay. So what happened there was uh, we went in, we built a road, but we didn't bother to do a drainage plan until after the road was built. So engineers come in and say, guess what? You did it all wrong. Rip it all out and start over. So we got to buy that road twice. Um, you know, it, you know, <laughs> that's not good. Yes. Was the five P's? Yeah. Piss poor planning leads to piss poor performance. <laughs> I mean, that's the, you know, uh, before we spend that money, let's, let's get something engineered. Let's get a design. Let's do it right. Okay. Yeah. And, and the county recently hired a new public works director. I know she's coming on, I think next month. So hopefully that, yeah, hopefully that changes some things. And then of course, uh, something else you're talking about a lot, this campaign are, um, the, uh, the raises, uh, the big oh, one yes, happened yes. in, so the big one happened in one. 2014. Okay. So 2014, your county commissioners decided to give themselves a 31% increase in pay. Uh, for, they also had got a $4,800 car allowance, and then this year they've uh, they've given themselves a 3% raise as well. So they went from making $57,600 a year to $81,340. Uh, yeah, remember this is a part-time job. So uh, yeah, that's a 41% increase in pay over three years' time. Yeah, I want to ask you about that because the commissioners, of course. The current commissioners would argue that this is not a part-time job. Oh, yeah, I'd tell you that, too, if I gave myself a 41% increase in pay. you got to justify it somehow. <laughs> so let's compare, because what was it they said? Okay, so we compared uh, eight counties of similar population to Lubbock County, and that's how we came up with that number for why they need to be paid that much. Okay, well, let's compare apples to apples. So we'll go back to 2014. Uh, let's look at counties that are actually in West Texas, not pick counties that are next to Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas, which are urban counties which have a sky-high uh, cost of living. So uh, in the yeah. same year, 2014, your county commissioners were being paid 57600 yeah. Let's go down to Midland County. Yep, similar population, way more rural roads uh, that has oil field traffic on it. Okay, a lot more to manage, a lot more to deal with down there. Those commissioners were paid 54000 a year, so $3,000 less than our commissioners. Go next door to Ector County, uh, where Odessa is. Same situation, similar population, uh, more rural roads with oil field traffic on it. Those commissioners paid themselves $47,000 a year. So then you go up to Amarillo, you've got uh, Potter County and Randall County. Potter was paying 32000 Randall County was paying $36,000 a year to their commissioners. So how our commissioners ever got the idea that they were underpaid, I have no idea. Because I'm comparing them to similar-sized cities, similar-sized counties, similar-sized populations uh, here within West Texas. All four of those counties I just listed have a higher cost of living than in Lubbock County so yeah 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 no, I'll have that to, doesn't yeah. justify it I don't have I don't have the figures in front of me unfortunately no no no, no you know, well, but yeah. when I spoke with Mark he was telling me 
um, out of the eight mm -hmm. sizable cities that mm -hmm. they compare Lubbock to, they're still <laughs> the low. Lubbock County is still the lowest paid commissioners, which is counter to what you just said. I don't. I, yep. I, so I don't have it's the 180 out. I'm not going to call him a liar, but he's comparing those counties to. Uh, he's comparing Lubbock County to similar size populations. Yeah. Okay, not everybody calls the county commissioners. The only people who even care about calling their county commissioners live on rural roads. County commissioner has got two responsibilities, take care of rural roads and pass a budget. That is it. Every other department at the county has an elected official in charge of it. Those elected officials, they handle that. Sheriff Rowe takes care of, uh, you know, he takes care of the sheriff's department. Yeah. People are not calling Mark Heinrich up asking him, well, well, we've got crime going on over here. There's drug dealers or we need to have this dealt with. They call the sheriff's office. They don't bother a county commissioner with that. If, they need, if anybody needs anything from a county commissioner, it's to do with the budget. It's to do with the roads. So uh, go south of us here down to Lynn County. Your commissioners there pay $20,000 a year. Those commissioners have way more rural roads because their uh, their cities are smaller or their towns are smaller. You've got Tahoka, three thousand people. Wilson's five hundred. Uh, New Homes about a thousand. Uh, O'Donnell's maybe maybe a thousand people. Okay. So the population of that whole county is only five thousand. Majority of it's rural. You know, most of those people live out in the country. So rural road maintenance is much more important in Lynn County. Just when you consider the number of people, you know, that live out on those roads and are yeah. going to use them every day. Yeah. Compared to Lubbock. Uh, they're paid $20,000 a year. They don't have fancy offices. They don't get a $4,800 car allowance. They get, uh, I believe they get a gas card, last I heard. Uh, and those guys do everything off their cell phones. They come in. They have their meetings twice a month. They don't need fancy offices. They don't They don't hardly, yeah, they don't have to deal with all that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, but the way it's set mm -hmm. up, even mm -hmm. if it's just the fact that the county commissioners control mm -hmm. the budget, I mean, that mm -hmm. alone kind of puts them, I mean, they oversee the the court system and the, and the sheriff's mm -hmm. department and the treasurer and the auditor and things like that. I mean, they are, they, they do oversee those things. And... There's a big difference between overseeing something and micromanaging it. Yeah. Our commissioners don't need to be on all the uh, all the different committees that they're on. Uh, Patty Jones sits on the hiring committee. How are you? You know how are department heads going to get together to determine whether or not they need to hire somebody uh, or or uh, need to determine if another department needs more staff? If you've got the commissioner, one of the commissioners sitting right there, so somebody's going to come in, plead their case, and rather than making a recommendation to the commissioner's court the proper way that's supposed to happen, yeah. they're going to turn around, and look at Patty, and go, "Well, Patty, what do you want to do?" I mean, uh -huh. you, you've got judge, jury, and executioner sitting yeah. right there next to you. <laughs> so, so, I mean, if elected, mm -hmm. would you take this as a part-time job? Would you still be doing your business in Slayton and things like that? Oh, yes. I'm still going to be running my business in Slayton. Um, Lubbock County is one of the few counties I've ever seen where the commissioners, you know, don't have other jobs. Um, yes, I'm still being re I'll still be running my businesses. Um, you know, that's what yeah. I'm used to. Do, do you think that'll impact the people in precinct too? Especially, okay, so take for example what we just talked about the the the, the roads. You know, it's a centralized. It's a centralized fund. Co commissioners, I'm assuming, are kind of grappling for it. You're taking calls from people in your precinct about mm -hmm. road projects that are roads that need fixing you know how, how, how would you balance the two on a part so i've got managers in place in my business so uh, you know i can oversee my operations there and come over and take care of anything i need to with the county you know just because you're busy doesn't mean you're efficient so uh you know when you've got multiple <laughs> responsibilities you learn to be efficient very fast yeah. um that's what you know my wife and i were used to we're used to juggling multiple businesses we're used to juggling you know raising kids with that uh volunteering at church uh, or coaching basketball or little league or whatever it is you know you just make it happen uh, you know it's like everything else um you know people say i don't have time well my argument is you have to make time yeah well
Okay, so okay, back to the raises. I mean, are you campaigning oh. on bringing so the, the pay raises down? Yes. So I will be giving my uh, those pay raises the thirty the thirty one percent the forty eight hundred dollar car allowance and the three percent raise they give themselves this year. I'm giving all that back to the county. Uh, it's called a. Uh, you can call for a. Oh, was it a, uh, a grievance committee? You can go for a grievance, yeah. uh, salary grievance committee. Sorry, yes. that's what I was looking for. Yeah. You can call for a salary grievance committee if you're not happy with your pay at the county. Um, I might be one of the first people to go before it and tell them to lower my pay, but you can do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can always guarantee you. Uh, would be that's going to be some jaws on the floor and some shock looks uh-huh. when I say, you know, you guys, I'm overpaid. I'm giving this back. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, county commissioner is a part time job. You know, our judges, that's a full time job. Our sheriff, that's a full time job. The clerk's office, the maintenance guys, they work a full-time, you know, 40-plus-hour-a-week job. They yeah. earn their paycheck. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Okay, so because, yeah, all these commissioner pay raises were done mm-hmm. with other elected officials. Mm-hmm. They, they're all kind of clumped together. We're increasing the so, salaries for elected officials. So you're not saying – you're no, just not, saying no, no, county no. commissioners My pay are only. overpaid. Yes, just okay. the county commissioners. So, okay, so let's see. Back in 2014, when they did those raises, uh, let's see, Judge Head's position, which Judge Head was the only person to vote against the salaries or the the pay raises. So, you know, got to give him credit for that. Judge Head and uh, the sheriff's office, or excuse me, uh, and Kelly Rowe, their pay has to be the same. That's required by state law. So, you know. I'm I'm fine with what the uh, with what the county judge is being paid. Okay. County judge is a different story. That's a full time job. You know, county judge is very involved. You know, he's going to be dealing with probate. He's also kind of the ringleader for the commissioner's court. He's supposed to be kind of directing and guiding that thing. He needs to be heavily involved. I got to ask. I mean, do you think you're making enemies? <laughs> By, by saying these things? I'm going to make all think? the right enemies. <laughs> okay. That's my opinion. You know, uh, Winston Churchill said, uh, if you got enemies, that's good. It proves Very you nice. stood for something. Very good. Okay. Um, something that that gets brought up a lot now at the commissioner's court is just kind of the back and forth with the state. You know, of mm-hmm. course, um, local control was a big uh, topic at the uh, during the last legislative session. Do you have thoughts yeah. on those? Some of the local bills? control is nothing but a catchphrase. That is a trigger word. That's all it is. It is a joke. Anybody, anyone and everyone I've heard saying, oh, we want local control, local control. They want local control of state dollars. Okay, that's like when you're 19 and you move out of mom and dad's house, but you still expect them to pay your rent. It doesn't work that way. So uh, I kind of get tired. I kind of get tired of hearing it because a lot of the stuff they say, well, we want local control of this, but they don't want to step up and yeah you know, step up and take that control or bother to explain what the state that is you know we've got john frulo we've got charles perry we've got uh dustin burrows there's our three reps why are commissioners not sitting down with these guys and going okay look we need your help on this or if you guys do this it's going to cost us a lot of money um you know but sh- and i know for a fact those good gentlemen have been very responsive to that one good example of that was uh Oh, let's see. There was going to be some uh, some different. Uh, the state was going to make some requirements on county jails uh, to do with uh, oh, what was it? The way that you could you know if you went to uh, visitation rights okay. about how um, how you could talk to someone. Our jail is set up with cameras. It's a it was a really neat system. Uh, they've got that. They've got you know they've got all that set up. It was built that way. It was yeah. designed that way. The state was about to pass some legislation that was going to make us you know make the county pay to rip all that mess out and go in and change it to the way the state wanted. It was going to cost us a lot of money, you know, a lot of taxpayer dollars. Okay. Uh, you know, Sheriff Rowe caught this, informed uh, John Frulo. Uh, you know, John got it changed where uh, we were grandfather clause in. You know, what we had was an acceptable system. So they changed that to where it was going to be for any other jails built built from that point on. 
uh, you know, save the, you know, we dodged a bullet on that one, save the county a lot of money. So, uh, you know, those three gentlemen, they're very responsive to the needs of Lubbock County. However, when it comes to property tax rates, um, you know, and I, and I agree with our representatives, uh, you know, 8%, an 8% rollback rate, that's too high. Uh, you know, in, in Lubbock County, an 8% rollback rate, that can be a lot of money. In some of your smaller counties with smaller populations, you know, they may have something come up where they do need to raise it to 8%. But even those counties, uh, and that might be maintenance issues that yeah, they're having to handle. 8% could be a tremendous amount of money here. In <laughs> a Lubbock significant County, portion. Be a yes, yeah. a ton, that's, a, that's yeah. a huge chunk of change. Yeah. Go down to a uh, smaller county, um, that's not going to be the case. Yeah. But um, a lot of people said, well, it won't affect Lubbock County. It won't affect Lubbock County. Excuse me. That's not true at all. So when we built the county jail, uh, that was a $75 million project, I believe, passed a bond for it, passed with 80% voter approval. Now, what we did not do was we did not figure in enough money to pay for the new staff that it was going to require. That's right. It's yeah. a bigger and modern facility. So what did our commissioners have to do? Uh, you know, they were warned about this. Hey, you've got you to figure this in the budget. You better do it now. Uh, well, nobody heeded that advice. And so... Um, Let's see, planning the budget, uh, let's see, the year that it would have opened, they had to raise our taxes by 7.99%. They stopped right before the rollback. Uh, why? You know, that's what I don't get. Why, why stop there? You know, why cut it off right there? The only thing that I can see, and if, if I'm wrong, correct me on this, they didn't want the voters to vote on it. Yeah. They didn't want to have to take that to the voters. Um, you know, if you got to do it, you got to do it. But let people vote on it. You know, it's about transparency. It's about being honest. It's about letting people know what's happening with their taxes. But they were going to have to raise the taxes by 7.99% three years in a row. They did it the first year. The second year, I think some people got their, bent their ear pretty good on it and said, yeah, we're not doing this again. Then they wound up lowering the tax rate back down. Um, that's yeah that's not good planning we're gonna have to plan that stuff out further also if you if you do have to raise taxes like that bring it to the voter you know uh, I, I want that you know be the first and foremost when you know when I'm elected that anything that's going to be expensive that's beyond county normal county maintenance that goes to the voter you know we need to be advertising it on Facebook the radio uh, all the TV stations the newspaper yeah. get the word out let people know make sure they understand what their money's being spent on for sure it, but just to play devil's advocate I mean elections are expensive I don't mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with what you mm -hmm. just described about the 7.99 percent mm -hmm. but tell me what year that was Oh. Or when around that was? Oh, I'm not familiar. Right when we opened the prison, that would have been 2010. Okay. Ish. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I'll have to I go mean, back and look yeah. at that one. So, so yeah. I guess. So, tell me what you're pro proposing. I mean, are you just sitting here saying you'll never raise property taxes, or you'll never raise a tax rate, or just if you do, you'll seek voter approval every time? If we have to raise the tax rate, well, I want to vote in the effective rate year after year. Uh, then, if we have any overages in the budget, let's use the money, uh, the tax revenue generated from new construction to pay for that. Like last year, that was about $3.8 million. Let's use those funds to pay for any overages in the budget. Uh, if we have to go beyond that, we need to make sure we're informing the voter of why and yeah. what we're going to do with that money and why their taxes are going up. You know, if it's saying, hey, look, we have to fix Woodrow Road, we're, we're going to get uh, high school kids killed out here. Bring it to the voters. You know, you know, take it, take it to the voters. If it's something that's going to be expensive, that's you know, you know taking us, you know, beyond and above uh, yeah. what's reasonable. Yeah, take it to the voters every yeah. single time. So, so what do you do? So, a couple years, Sheriff Rowe approached the commissioners and said, "I need more funds for mm -hmm. more uh, narcotics mm -hmm. units." And um, this year, 
county commissioners use more funds that development um, <laughs> extra revenue from development for improved communicate the improved yep. communication system throughout the county so, so what do you do then when say for example the sheriff comes and he says hey I need X amount of funds for this project well one of the first things I want to do is let's look through the budget and see you know see where we're wasting money and uh, I'll be pretty blunt about it uh, the new maintenance building over there it used to be a hardware store catty corner from the courthouse yeah. why do we need a maintenance barn right there uh, that was high valued property as far as property taxes are concerned um, you know any of the local lawyers the bail bondsmen's um, you know uh, the tattoo shops that seem to uh, be a popular business in downtown Lubbock for some reason. I don't know why those are have a close proximity to a courthouse, but whatever. Um, you know, there are plenty of business owners that would have loved to have had that property, and yeah. that would have kept it on the tax rolls. I think buying that was a waste of money. If we need a maintenance barn, throw up a metal building, and do it out on the East Loop where you can buy an acre of dryland cotton for a thousand bucks. Um, you know, we need to be good. we need to be conscious of that and seeing where we're be, where we're building these buildings. Uh, first off, you know that can save us some money right off the bat. You know, getting rid of that building, moving those, you know, moving to, to a property that's, uh, you know, less on less value proper, less valuable property. Okay. Also, just going through the budget. Let's go through the budget, see where we can and can't. You know, make some make some changes to try to free up some cash. Also, as we pay stuff off, you know, that'll be uh, we can lower the tax rate that way as well. Uh, but if we do have something that comes up, you can say, okay, look, we need to increase, you know, the narcotics division, or we need to pay our sheriff's deputies more to be able to compete with uh, other law enforcement offices. Uh, if it's going to raise our taxes, bring it before the voter. Make sure the voter's well informed. You know, that that's my number one thing is just making sure that uh, you know that everything's transparent, that people understand what we're spending that money on, not just saying, oh, well, it's in that 400-page budget on their uh, page 450 some odd. Yeah, yeah. go look. Yeah. yeah. So do you not think the county is being transparent enough? Um, I don't think so. I think we ought to be putting more information out there, just uh, every chance we get, you know, just just letting people know. I mean, you know, call you guys more often. Yeah. I mean, run. <laughs> I'll just let you go. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> we're about to spend $5 million. We want to let everybody know this is what it's getting spent okay, on. Yeah. I think you guys ought to know about this. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. Um, um, Talk about law enforcement. Um, do you see? Are you campaigning on any issues there? So on law enforcement, uh, we need to make sure that the sheriff's uh, sheriff's office is well supplied. Uh, sheriff Rose leading the uh, he's leading the charge against the drug cartels here in Lubbock County. Um, glad to see we got the law enforcement center built, got that going. Uh, you know, one of the things I hear people talk about, uh, you know, when they talk about organized crime, you know, with our with the drug cartels. Um, it doesn't really fit the model to describe it, you know, as a criminal enterprise. It would be better to say that it's a uh, it's a it's a business that sells an illegal product, because when you think of it that way, you start looking at saying, okay, how do we make it difficult for these guys to do business? You know, if you're in, say, you're running a legal business and you're in a high crime area, or crime starts moving to you, you know, it deters your customers. It, uh, you know, decreases your property values. It makes it hard to do business. Okay, well, if you're running an illegal business and you got cop cars driving by all the time, you've got uh, increased police presence. Yeah. It makes it hard to do business. Your your same problem. Your customers don't want to come around. So what we're going to see with uh, the sheriff's office continuing to put pressure on the drug cartels, they're going to start to move their operation outside of Lubbock County. So their market's still going to be here, but they're going to have to find other storage solutions. So that means they're going to be looking at Lynn County, Crosby County, Hockley County. They're going to be mm -hmm. going to places where law enforcement has less resources. So uh, the law enforcement center getting getting that in, uh, the sheriff being able to work with uh, other sheriff's offices in the in the in the region, you know, that's going to play a very crucial role uh, uh, role in the drive. Uh, excuse me, in the uh, 
in the war on drugs here in here in Lubbock County and the surrounding communities. Yeah. So you're just saying more of a presence then? Yeah. Well, let's. Like I said, you know, I know what I know and I know what I don't know, yeah. and I don't know what all Sheriff Rowe is going to need, but um, I think it'd be foolish on the part of the commissioners not to try to find a way to, uh, you know, to get him what he needs so that he can, you know, keep it, try to keep us safe and, you know, try to keep the, uh, uh, try to keep methamphetamines, fentanyl, and everything else that they're pushing off the streets in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you're hearing from, your, you know, voters as you're knocking on doors and things like that? Um, mostly just, uh, just discontent with the, with the, uh, with the, with the constant, uh, you know, property tax raises. Um, you know, our county commissioners like to tell us that they've kept the, uh, the tax rate the same. Okay. Well, if the appraisal office comes around and they raise your property values, you know, a lot of people say, oh, my property values went up. That's a bad thing. No, it's not. It's a good thing. If your property, if you're, you know, you buy a house for $100,000, 10 years later, it's worth 150. Whenever you get ready to sell it, you've, you've made a profit. For That's sure. a good thing. Yeah. However, when your county commissioners keep the same tax rate and your property values go up, the dollar amount you pay increases. So if you ever hear uh, any elected official say, well, I didn't raise your property, uh, your property taxes, the uh, uh, appraisal district did, that's a bold-faced lie. Uh, they control, uh, the appraisal district does not control the tax rate. As the base value of uh, Lubbock County's uh, property values continues to increase, there's no reason our commissioners can't lower the tax rate and still generate the same amount of revenue to run the county. So, like I said, back to the effective rate. Mm -hmm. You know, we ought to be able to keep, keep people paying around the same amount of money for taxes each year. Yeah. You know, unless we have something that comes up, uh, you know, if we do have to do a tax increase, I want to see that money earmarked specifically for something. You know, that way the voter knows, okay, I'm paying a penny more this year. That's why. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, worth noting that, uh, of course, the appraisal district and all that is done separate from right. the county commissioners. Exactly. Just, that is a separate yeah. entity. Uh, all yeah. they do they is give no us control appraisals. over that. It's yeah. just, yeah, you're talking mm -hmm. strictly about the tax rate. Right. And, Only the tax rate. Yeah. Now, the appraisal district, I mean, if, you're, and if your property values go up, you can protest it. Um, I had a building there in Slayton that I bought that, uh, oh, let's see, uh, bought it in November, January. It was appraised. Uh, all I had done was paint the outside of the building and the property value on it doubled. Look, mm, no, <laughs> that's not right. Go down to the central appraisal district. Hey, what happened here? And they go, oh, that's kind of high. I was like, yeah, yeah I, was, I haven't fixed the plumbing. The electrical still shot. I hadn't even got a roof on it yet. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's a, that's a bit much. But, I was like, but that paint sure does look nice, Jason. No, no, no. Hold on, guys. So, yeah, not a problem. Uh, Went down there, talked to them, took care of it. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just realized I didn't really give you time to introduce yourself. Do you want to talk about oh, yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can what chop you, this yeah, exactly. back together. <laughs> what, what you do, you, of course, live in Slayton. I got you. Uh, yes, I lived in Slayton now for uh, for the last two years. Uh, my family's from that area. Uh, I see, kindly. Grandpa, uh, Gra Grandpa Gossett just passed away. His, uh, oh, sorry to hear that. His, oh, me too. Uh, his... Well, his farm's been in the family for over a hundred years. You know, my uncle wow. still farms it now. So, you know, uh, very well connected to the area. Yeah. Um, oh, my wife taught uh, taught kindergarten at uh, it, there at Slayton for about five years. Uh, you know, we've kind of lived in and around the Slayton area for the last oh, well, since we got married it's for the last nine years. Um, you know, we've got a got a business there in Slayton. It's uh, roughneckstuff.com. Mm -hmm. We sell uh, safety equipment for the wool field. Uh, you know, we ship all over the entire world. We're just out of little Slayton, Texas. You know, uh, do you have like a brick and mortar building oh, yes. in Slayton? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm assuming most of it's done online, right? Right, right. Yeah. 
Well, originally that was the plan, but uh, you know we've started having a lot more walk-in customers, commercial okay. accounts, and okay. you know people saying, "Well, we need uniforms, and we don't want to deal with it. We're just going to send our guys to you here to okay. handle it." <laughs> nice. So uh, yeah, we went to a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, Funny enough, we also have a dry cleaners there in Slayton. Uh, we rented a building that okay. used to be the old dry cleaners, and as soon as we opened up, uh, half the town came in with their dry cleaning and was very disappointed <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when it wasn't no a dry cleaner. They were like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, man, <laughs> what, what happened? We thought the dry cleaners was back. So about a week of turning people down, we finally said, all right, forget it. And yeah, called around, found a Lub- uh, uh, plaza cleaners out of Lubbock, which uh, said, we'll do a drop-off service with you. Okay. So we uh, we saw a market for it, and, uh, you know, we got dry cleaning back in Slayton. We got a pickup service now. So, you know, and you talk to anybody that lives in the surrounding communities around Lubbock, you know, any service that we can get that we don't have to drive to Lubbock for every day, you know, it, it's, it's a positive. It's, yeah. it's a positive. So, yeah, we put dry, got dry cleaning back in Slayton, and, uh, you know, all it took was um, – you know, just a little bit of effort on our part. So, okay. yeah, you know, that's kind of what I'm used to being self-employed, you know, look for, uh, look for an area to do some good and mm-hmm. you might can make a business yeah. out of it. I'm curious about this. This is kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I, I want to talk about your relationship with former mayor Glenn Robertson. I, oh, yeah. I saw that he had mm-hmm. donated to your campaign in 2016. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you endorsed him, I think, during I did, the runoff yes. election. So you talk about, I mean, do you and Glenn still talk? Uh, yeah, I visit with Glenn from time to time, get a little advice, you know, uh, you know, he was a two-term mayor. So, yeah. Uh, in Slayton, uh, or excuse me, there in, in Lubbock. Uh, I believe he was a mayor also out in Branson um, uh, Canyon, Canyon think, as yeah. well. So, yeah, uh, keep in touch with Glenn, pretty regular. Very cool. Did he give you any pointers for this for this race? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. So Very good. <laughs> um, talk to me about big picture, because I feel like the federal and state races this mm-hmm. year are going to be a lot of it's going to have to do with do you align with president donald trump mm-hmm. and, and i don't know if that's trickling down to the local races but i am just curious uh, if, when, when i'm know, out knocking what, what you think about the republican party nationally when i'm out knocking doors uh you know i, I mean, that's a pretty common conversation what do you think about this is it really yeah. uh yeah it's usually okay that's not my race <laughs> so if you disagree with what i say about that hold on okay. yeah <laughs> but uh, uh uh on the national level uh I think the Republican Party is finally coming to grips with, uh, you know, the fact that, well, one, they got beat by Donald Trump, and now he's their president. Yeah. Um, even though he ran as a Republican, yeah. he's in there. And mm-hmm. I think they're coming around to that idea slowly but surely. Um, uh, I long for the day when I don't have to hear about Russian collusion. Uh, you know, I'm surprised those words aren't on my kids' spelling uh-huh. tests these days. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's just you know I'm watching some of the Democrats just just ball and squall and I mean, it's like, it's getting old. I mean, come on guys, we got a country to run. The election's over with, and that's the same thing the Democrats said when uh, when Obama got elected. Well, all right, there was an election and you lost, and elections have consequences. Yeah. Like, that old quote. Well, they do, and here we are. So, you know, get on with business. You know, stop shutting down the government. You know, we fixed. Ta- uh, glad to see. Uh, you know, we got some tax reform done. Yeah, yeah. First time in thirty-seven years. A long time since yeah. the eighties. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, it was about time. You know, I was glad to see that done. Uh, you know, the economy speaks for itself. It just continues to go up. Uh, even the oil markets in- continuing to increase. Okay. Uh, we've outpa- we've outpaced uh, Saudi Arabia now. So, okay. Yeah. You know, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, anything we didn't get to? Anything you want to talk about? Oh, man. Um, sure. Well, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think the county's being overcharged and undermanaged. Uh, one of those uh, things, uh, let's talk about the New South Loop. Uh, 
that's going to cost Lubbock County $7.5 million. Uh, you know, if you've gone to any of the forums that the state's done, they've done a good job of that, trying to get the word out. Yeah. Uh, they started doing their surveys back in 2010, just when our commissioners were informed about this. Now, I grew up two miles south of 1585 off of Indiana. I've known my entire life that they were going to build a new loop one day, and it was going to be roughly on 1585. All the people who bought land up and down 1585, vast majority of small business owners out there and home and home buyers were not informed of this. Uh, you know, to, so to what extent does the county owe somebody if they're going to have a major road put through there uh, to you know get out there and inform them of this? Um, there's nothing on the book that says they have to, but just I mean, these are our neighbors. You know, uh, I met with one gentleman who uh, was the owner of the uh, uh, oh uh, what was it uh, Domino's Pizza it was out there just. Barely got the building built, doing a great business. Now we're going to put a uh, access road r- right on yeah. his doorstep. Uh, that building's going to have to be torn down. Uh, the uh, he may be able to re uh, maybe maybe he can rebuild. Maybe he can get the loans to push it back and, yeah. and do that. But can he afford to have his business shut down? Uh, I don't know. Uh, most uh, most entrepreneurs do not build. Uh, you know that's not something you count on. You know that's kind of a that's kind of a, yeah, that's a natural that's a t- disaster almost. That's it's, a that's a tough. You know. That's uh, a tough situation. That's a hard situation, well, absolutely. It, but, I mean, that's a state project. That's a TxDOT project. And they didn't know what the final alignment was going to be until just a, a few years ago. They were looking at different roads for this mm-hmm. south loop. So, I mean, you couldn't just stop You, you couldn't know, just stop development. No, you couldn't stop development. But what you could do is go out there and inform people uh, when the property was built. It's like, hey, you know. I mean, even if the state's looking at doing a road, you know, if, if they're doing the road study on possibly putting it there, wouldn't be a bad idea to make sure that your voters that live there are informed and people who want to buy property there. Because say that, uh, say that our Domino's owner, say he had known about it, you know, okay, no big deal. Yeah, that's going to be a great frontage road. Just build on the back of the property. I mean, yeah. you know, you could have done something. Uh, Tech Cafe out there could have built that one back. You go out there and look at their property. They've got room uh, beyond their parking lot. Yeah. Could have built that building further back. You know, then we'd just be – then the, instead of having to buy a uh, buy a whole new a whole restaurant and tear it down, which the Lubbock County taxpayer is going to get to pay for, uh, you know, we could have been ripping up a little bit of parking lot and then paying, paying them for that. Yeah. But instead, it's going to be a lot more expensive for the voter. Yeah, so uh, the county's portion of that is seven point five million dollars, which which they're doing in a I think a three year process, mm-hmm. three or four year process mm-hmm. with yeah, n- not doing a loan or debt or anything, just kind of paying. Right, going to try to pay as we go on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. very good. Um, okay, t- you know, uh, early voting starts February February twentieth. Mm-hmm. You have any events coming up, or are there any forums coming up for this race? Uh, let's see. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some here pretty soon. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, LARW, uh, Lubbock Area Women's uh, Group, is going to have a. Uh, they're going to have a forum here pretty soon. They had one last month, or excuse me, had one this month. So uh, be looking for that, and, and uh, I don't have a date for you. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. I don't in, know uh, what it is, but yeah, I'll yeah, look. we'll have okay, one of those pretty soon. Okay. Uh, uh, here in here in February. Okay. About five days out from early voting, so that'll be good. Very good. Uh, I think News Channel Eleven will probably do a forum as well. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, there's an open invite to anybody that wants to do one. Let me know. Let Mark know. Uh, I would love to come down there and speak. Very good. That sounds good. All right, Jason, we appreciate your time. Thank Great. you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later.